Welcome to my podcast and I'm sitting under the canopy of a magnificent cedar of Lebanon with its branches stretching across providing some very welcome shade on a warm June summer's evening. The views are spectacular to the south to Sidon Hill. The castle is behind me and there's a really pleasant breeze. And my guest for today is my darling husband, Judy. I thought we'd share some stories about coming out of this lockdown period and about this time last year when we'd had a Downton Abbey concert and how we used to live in a castle with a film crew. Do you remember, Geordie, that summer last year we'd had such a fun Downton Abbey concert and Jim Carter or Carson had conducted the orchestra and in terms of reading the script and recalling to us some of the favourite scenes from Downton Abbey and thousands of people were sitting in front, camped on the grass. Our Highclere Castle gin bar was going furiously. It was so popular. There was a queue all the way all the way across our, our picnic area for the concert. <laughs> for it. But actually that was such a special evening because it was glorious weather. We had Jim Carter hosting it. We had a good crowd. We had the most wonderful sound system for the music of the, of the orchestra. They had they had clips of the many scenes from Downton Abbey over the years they were making it. It had such atmosphere that evening, and it was something really special to think back on, to be honest. It was lovely, wasn't it? Now those memories seem ever more precious, given that we've almost sort of stood still in time. And it must be the first time that the castle, your home, your family home, has stood still with nothing, with just solitude almost for several months. I can't think of another time that I would know of in its history when it's been quite so quiet and, and locked down with no activity, no cleaning, no no sprucing up and planning, preparing, nothing. Well, it takes me back to the to the time of the last few years of my wonderful grandfather's life because he lived in the castle pretty well most of his life and of course he was being looked after and, and there was cleaning and people were looking after things but it was very very quiet and often on, on a fine uh, summer's day like this there'd be hardly anyone around at all I used to come up and see him in the evenings for, for supper and it would be beautifully peaceful but it was, wouldn't have the atmosphere and the bustle and all the things going on and the people and the events that we're so used to over the last 10 years. Well, I think the bustle and the hammering is because we're now, in some ways, it's a beautiful noise because we're preparing <laughs> we're, we're to... We're putting up a marquee, marquee so you can hear that in the distance. <laughs> yes, we're beginning to get ready for this, for this summer. And there is so much more planning and preparation. Goodness knows how many hand sanitizers we've bought and they're going up around the castle walls and, and even on the garden gates and I can't think and everything is just being... I thought we cleaned deeply, but it seems to be, yes, you know, we're going the, to every other thing. All the key surfaces and, and corners we have to clean. And the garden gates, which, which which sort of swing open and close, but normally shut themselves the whole time because we don't want our wonderful friends, the roe deer, to get into our gardens. They're going to have to be pinned open for the duration of people visiting because they shouldn't be touching everything the whole time. And then we have to remember to close them up again in the evening so that the nice deer don't come in and visit and eat most of the garden. <laughs> I've already explained this to the gardeners. I think we might have to have an evening walk, which is yes, not a we bad might thing to, to do yeah. at all. But if it's quiet now, of course, it was amazing. Little did we think, I think, when Downton Abbey began and we first begin to have the few filming days, which are actually incredibly relaxed in, 
I think it was 2010, wasn't it? But that it? was in, in the deepest part of, of the winter, and they started filming in February in those days, and it was often very, very cold, and the cast were, were very good-natured about it because we had so many windows open for feeding cables through, and the front doors open. If it was a northeast wind, everyone would absolutely freeze. But Dame Maggie had a, had a separate green room, didn't she, which, which was warm. She did, with, with I hope, some fire and a cup of yeah, tea in it. Yeah. But it was amazing, and to think, you know, from those first few days, and the first season of filming was incredibly relaxed in many ways because nobody had the expectations, which perhaps were within the later series. Although, of course, in those first few series, because you used to get up and go downstairs in the morning to begin to let them in and then be attacked by various greenery. No, I, I yes, I had to, to, to remember early, about 6.30 in the morning, it could often be quite dark, and I was going down to op open the shutters, unlock the front door, prepare for things. I used to have a, the odd collision with, with then potted palms, which, which I've discovered in the dark, had, had leaves like razor blades, <laughs> if you didn't watch it. I had to be quite careful about, about that. That was in the, in, in the first season. And then, of course, even more, in a way, dramatically, in season two, when Downton went to war in World War One fictitionally, we, we, of course, the castle became a convalescent home, and we had all the, these waxworks of wounded soldiers as if they were convalescing in the drawing room. That was quite creepy, because sometimes to relax in the evening, I tried to play the piano a little bit. I don't play very well, obviously, in the drawing room. And looking round, because some of the beds were occupied by waxworks and some actors dressed up to be injured. And it was quite strange playing the piano to some waxworks. Yeah, well, first thing in the morning, oh, in the sort of half-light of the, of, the, of the early morning light, it, it was a little, little bit creepy to be opening shutters all, all around them. Somewhat different atmosphere to that wonderful first scene in the first ever of the downhill scenes and there was angle sunbeams through the light and you saw little bits of dust as if you were in the, in the thing. that was brilliant it was beautiful in the library in the nice. library it came in through the east side of the library and then we had a press day at the castle and again in another series later on they were again it began opening the shutters which is how every single day with us tends to begin and they had all the press sitting in the library we had the film in being shown in the library and then they had some I think actors rather than our team come in dressed in that time closing the shutters before they opened them for the film there were some lovely touches it, they really were it was it was good fun we've had some extraordinary times and I think the crew seemed to grow over the years didn't it well, they of became numbers. part of the, of, the, of the family here, and, and we love them all being being around. And and some of the scenes were done with great sensitivity, as if it, as if the staff were here doing that kind of thing. Even 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 now, you know, the shutters are being opened, or the maids are doing this. Mrs. Patmore was doing was doing that. Obviously, we we have a modern kitchen set up, but I can remember a little bit is that some of the of the things Mrs. Patmore did were quite like Ivy, the cook, did when I was a small boy coming to see my grandfather. And licking the bowl. Yeah, afterwards. especially the stirring of large bowls. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fingers round the bowls, which yeah. is always my favourite. With the favorite ho hopeful sound. Labradors looking on. Yes, well, our Labradors would also look on hopefully the whole time. So that's quite straightforward, isn't it? But I think it was six years of TV series, and I always remember the July time when they were often trying to film for the Christmas special, and it would be the hottest day in July, early July, and they were singing Silent Night dressed up 
because it was Christmas in warm furs and clothes, in the saloon, usually with a whole cast of extras clustered outside under marquees for shade, again, usually dressed in very warm clothes because it was winter in the middle of Christmas, Singing around the and, and, the wonder, and the wonderful snow machine. <laughs> Which was, I think, ash or something, yes, wasn't it? it was it wasn't brilliant. Good. <laughs> that was quite interesting. And I think they had to stop filming in the end because we were all starting to cough. <laughs> but it was an extraordinary time to live with them. But then if you did the start of the day, when I'm never quite as good as you in the morning by a long way, I used to then go round at the end of the day. It's very important when you have a film career, because you've got to make sure everything's safely turned off. And yes. And I was just checking that every plug that I could see was unplugged plugged and nothing was going I was going to fall over if there was any alarms or excursions in the middle of the night and everything all the lights were properly tethered which used to take probably a good sort of half an hour 30 minutes and sometimes I'd have been sitting down on the bottom of the stairs or wherever watching them film the last scene thinking they must be nearly done now and I suppose many people would have wish they were sitting where I was and they could have gone on forever but it's funny isn't it? It was great it to watch out? them doing it but you have to realise how much patience people have and how much attention to detail when you are when you might be on take 10 or 12 or something just to get it absolutely right and, and they, they, they never stinted on, on, on absolute perfection and that's what everyone loves so much about the show. I think so and I think in, it's funny and for the last two or three months just every so often talking about Dance Nabby and what it meant and looking back in time has given, I think, many people a sense of reassurance and they have watched again their favourite episodes, watched again the film. I know from when I've been in America giving talks and things like that for, for different charities that many people gathered together in theatres or cinemas to watch it and that was part of the joy, the gathering together and I think now everyone's been obviously watching it in their own home with their partners or close family but again it's nevertheless given much joy so I, we've been very lucky that Julian took the time to write such a great script and it was produced and we were part of the story Geordie, it has been it has Well he been wrote so well of, of, of a fascinating era with all its changes and challenges. But the, but the castle itself is a very strong character behind everything. And there's a sort of serenity and a sense of place behind that, which all the cast, of course, you know, in, a, in a way joined in with and welcomed and made the whole thing so successful. And I think now it's also people are, luckily for us, looking forward to coming to visit the real Downton. And in the last two or three months, we've been trying to carry on and share it in a virtual way our Instagram here or um, the virtual cocktail party or the filming with Viking Cruises all of which I hope have given people pleasure of course we filmed for Channel 5 as well we've done some some mad things well, we've done some fun things but we've, we've, we've learnt a lot a lot more about how you can really use the, the technology that's there in front of you and, and somehow make it work to a, a wide audience I, I can still remember long time ago not long after my grandfather died and my father and I were doing our first things with with filming and if a crew came it would be 10 people minimum to do filming it's very different now <laughs> it is it's sort of been Hannah and I and and that's about it it has been extraordinary I mean, we have learnt things we didn't think we were going to learn quite as fast perhaps it's accelerated everything nevertheless what's so interesting is when I'm posting something on Instagram 
everybody's enjoying it and perhaps they can't come at the moment or for a little time but nevertheless it's the actual coming here being here that sense of standing walking across the lawn taking your shoes off feeling you're standing where Maggie Smith stood or Disraeli stood or going to the dining room where Winston Churchill had lunch as well as other people I think that's that sense of, of being here is still what what we all need great for sense all our of, virtual of history and amazing efforts sort of dramatis persona who've been here over, over all the years. And of course we're sitting close now to, to, to the path on the um, southeast side of the castle where at the beginning of every Down, Downton show Hugh Bonneville is walking with the Labradors back towards the castle amongst these amazing cedar trees. And of course the castle looks glorious on a wonderful summer day like, like today. And you can even smell the resin in the air from, from the cedars here, as if you might even be in a, in a sort of Mediterranean landscape, but, but you actually, you're not, you're back here in, in, in Hampshire. There's so, there's so much that you get from senses just being around Highclere in many ways. You do, and I think in Danton Abbey, they shared some of the insides, perhaps more than the outsides of what it is to live here. It's quite hard to convey that, isn't it? It really is, because there's so much richness, so much variety. It's quite hard to encapsulate it. We've, I know that I've come up with a new idea for sharing tours this autumn, which is the castle tours and garden trails, because I'm writing up some sort of little garden leaflets so I can try to take people, I can't take everybody, but share different points of beauty around from the trees to the wildflower meadow or in the autumn, some of the autumn colours, because again, it's I think being out in the landscape has been such a joy and for those who've had dogs or enjoyed their walks when they've been allowed to go out during the last two months it's become an ever more important and and reassuring part of life so i i hope people will come and enjoy that one actually Jordan. well absolutely because even even though we're, we're, we're privileged enough to live here and see it the whole time we never never tire of this extraordinary landscape do we Fiona and I, we never, never, never do, and, and, and it, as it changes throughout, throughout the seasons, it's, it's just, it, it always has extraordinary colour and, and, and depth and, and the senses of, of the gardens, the, the sense that as the colour changes, the weather changes, it's just an amazing and timeless landscape here, which you just can never be bored of, really. I mean, recently, I got so excited because in our, in our wood of goodwill, I came across a sort of unmown area we hadn't touched for a bit, and there are all, all these, a whole bunch of of bee orchids, which is a rare English wildflower. And I was absolutely um, amazed by it. Yes, I've seen them too. And actually, I've tried to take some photographs. We've marched, marked them out. And there's perhaps something to be said for, for less mowing. We've done less mowing. And I think that has a lot of value. Maybe we can mow some paths through the paths rather than mow all the paths because it's yes, allowed... I think we, 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 we learned that. I mean, the wildflower meadow is... is more and more of a, of a fascinating place every year. As, Have as you new, seen new the pyramid species. orchids in it? I think there's pyramid there's orchids. And this year we got a, a splendid amount of wild um, uh, blue, dark blue geraniums that have yes. suddenly appeared from <laughs> I don't know where. But I think it's been a great year with the weather we've had. It's sometimes challenging for the farm. But it's been a great year for chalk downland species, wildflowers this year. And hopefully for the butterflies and other, other creatures that, that go with it. Well, I walked through the wildflower meadow a little bit earlier today and the, the noise was so extraordinary of the insects, and the noise of the wind and the breeze going through the flowers and the grasses. It, it was just completely magic. And I'm 
I felt so lucky and every single day there's something new in it it's just extraordinary and again I try and share it through cameras through virtual sharing whatever you wish to call it social media but it's still the smells and the sense the touch and the texture which is so hard to convey so I I really hope that people will still want to come and visit us despite the challenges of travel and we have a lot to do don't we before we open to welcome all the visitors again it well, suddenly in, in, seems in the current an awful world we're reminding people not to get too close to each other there's rather a whole lot of, a whole new set of signs there are up. Yeah. there are signs everywhere hand sanitizers everywhere um, we've turned the marquee around which i'm thrilled about because it then gives people different options and take away food as well as smaller discrete areas for, for the afternoon tea which we've therefore expanded so that people can sit completely separate and then Louis put his cocktail bar up which is I know temporary but it looks absolutely amazing and it's by the healing herb garden it's, and it's, that's it's, where so many of the herbs came from anyway for the gin. Were, when we were designed designed the gin a lot of, a lot of the herbs botanicals when we were doing the recipe absolutely came from Highclere and um, Louis' cocktail bar looks it's, it's actually quite a bit of the wood actually comes from the estate so, so it's quite well it's quite uh, fun uh, isn't home, it homemade and you've designed a new interesting route to pass through our wonderful state dining room yes no I have I was thinking so that every you don't go in every door you go in you don't go out of so it's entirely one way rather than a little jam so you go round the back into the servery where actually for some scenes of Downton Abbey they put in this huge great big kind of wooden bookcase thing um, to mock up a servery which might have been there in the past which was a huge effort for the set design team to get in and then them to get out and then we needed to have it back for serving dinners etc but this time I'm pushing it all back and I've got the most amazing, huge photograph of Mrs. Patmore and Daisy. So you go round the back of the celery, new route, and you walk straight into Mrs. Patmore. I think it's, um, I just think, I'm so excited about it. And then I've got um, Josh making me some um, tongue and groove in which to set it. So you're almost looking in through a window, and I'm painting it the same colour as the buttery, which is our new tea room, which you haven't seen yet, probably, have you? No, I, well, I've seen the, the progress as it's going on, and... A lot of work to do in a short time, but it's been making great, great progress. And actually, it's very nice for people to, to leave the, the dining room as if they were going out through Carson's and the, and the, and the yes. butler's area. Yes. And then, and, then, and then down the stairs toward, towards our great Egyptology exhibition. Yes. And, it, and it's just a fun thing to see because, of course, every great grand dining room in these kind of houses always had a servery with a, with a sort of baize door attached. Yeah. And, it, and it's fun to see it. It is fun to see it. So I think that will be actually more amusing and an, and an add-on, whether it was lockdown or not. And then the other place that we've changed in order to improve the flow around the first floor bedrooms and gallery, that you now go up the stairs and you actually go into Mercia bedroom, which was they shot as Lord and Lady Grantham's bedroom. So it's where Hugh Bonneville and Elizabeth McGovern spend a little bit of time in their respective roles, along with usually about 40 camera crew, wasn't it, and sound engineers. And then the maid, O'Brien, used to leap out of what we know is a cupboard, but they pretend it was a door through to, I suppose, Lady Grantham's dressing room. And sometimes Lord Grantham, Hugh, used to come through the door, which now people are going through, into the next bedroom. So I hope it's a real... Yes, it's, it's a good way to, to go through. But it's a beautiful room, Mercia, isn't it? Wonderful mm. coverings around the four posts of bed, beautiful, beautiful pictures, and, and, and the whole room is stunning view outside 
across the lawns. Were you there? Because I've had to move the carpet across so nobody falls over the rug. Were you okay. part of that? I wasn't part of that one. That was that was hysterical. So all the furniture seemed very heavy, and we should have taken the furniture out, moved the rug across, and put the furniture back. But because we didn't really realise what we were doing, or we hadn't planned to do it, and there was about you know there was a few of us up there we did it there and then which was pulling the rug under the dressing table shuffling it across balancing things here and there plus ourselves off the rug to try and pull it across so then we've got just on the carpet without anybody falling over the rug luckily diana our housekeeper is not quite yet back but i i hope she's not too upset with me i try to be careful i i know there's a there's i'm afraid having to make things work suddenly in a new way is can you you suddenly have to do a few sort of revolutionary things that would not normally be touched in a hundred hundred years yes and then of course we've got masses of wonderful flowers in the orange and greenhouses to bring so that's really the finishing touch isn't it and the pleasure well yes because because the 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 victorian um, orangery was always there to provide exotic plants of colour for the castle at all times of the of the year. So there's the, there's the wonderful oranges and, and lemons and the regal pelagoniums, orchids, other other tropical jasmines and things like that. And, and then where we get we prepare the narcissi for the very early spring every yes. year. The famous paper whites and, and, and I know, um, and you know, sadly, none of the visitors have seen them this year. So I know we've seen them, admired them. It's been a, such an odd feeling having gone to so much trouble and then there's too much for us to look upon. But now at least the greenhouses are full of begonias, which will look wonderful in great big bowls in so many rooms of the of the castle. And I think we've grown on quite a few other plants, which I then can put out to sell by this reception as people arrive and leave, which is nearer the cars than in the castle. So I'm really looking forward to that because the planting we've done, Georgie, and you and I have also weeded a little bit in the gardens to try to help Paul and we've gone down to the vineyard a little bit to try to help a little bit but there seems when you're thrown on your own with without the normal team around it sometimes seems very large you have to try and keep most things going but you soon realize that the perfection of the of the absolute perfect um, head gardener, housekeeper, butler, and the rest of it. There are things you're, you're not going to be at your 99% anymore, sadly, because it's just not enough people time to be able to, to do it. But nevertheless, we, we, we do our best. And I think anyone who comes soon will still see High Clear in the majority of it, of all its glory, if, if not quite perhaps to the standard it might, it might have been when everyone was here. Yes, but I think everyone's working all hours and and I can, you know, see them. I think Sally came in on a Sunday and everyone's beginning to clean and dust everything down. So I'm absolutely sure we'll get them. We've got some new adventures and new journeys to take our visitors on. So, Geordie, I think I'm going to say thank you so much for being my guest again. And I hope I might ask you to join me again in the future. <laughs> it's been fun, Fiona, darling. We've had a, we've had a, a really nice time talking about the bit of the, the Danton history in the castle and garden. the last few months, last few and, months yeah. and I hope when we sit here again perhaps at the end of summer to think about what we've been through it might be with an eye more to the future and be able to look back on some of this time as perhaps you know the world moves on to a different stage in its life if you like but anyway thank you so much Geordie it's been it's been great having this fun reminiscence and talk cup of tea together cup of tea together yes absolutely <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. I don't want you to miss out on the next one. So please do try and press the subscribe button.